Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Season 4, Episode 180 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we conclude this week's study of this week's Come Follow Me materials of First Kings 17-19 to in the week of June the 27th to July the 3rd. Today we're going to conclude as, as Chapter 19. Uh, And if you remember yesterday, if you joined with us, uh, we were discussing the experience that Elijah had uh, at Horeb, where he had the strong wind, the mountain break in pieces, the earthquake, the fire, but the Lord was not in those things. And yet, after the fire, a still small voice. The still small voice is obviously something which we, as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, speak about often. And is often the way that we speak about how we feel or hear the voice of the Lord through the Holy Ghost. Uh, In the Come Follow Me materials, uh, it links us to the talk given by President Russell M. Nelson uh, titled Hear Him in 2020. And if you remember, this was given at a a time of great upheaval and um, dismay and fear uh, in the world when it was the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, And we were told about how we need to learn how we hear him. And after that, we've had a a series, and this series is continuing uh, with um, President Camille N. Johnson's um, entry uh, just this last week or so, uh, about how general leaders of the church hear the Lord uh, and how this is different for different people. Um, I remember a video by Elder David A. Bednar who spoke about how he feels it as the sun rising on the horizon that fills and warms his heart. Others may have it as a switch that switches on and illuminates their soul. Um, The the feeling of the spirit is different for individuals, and that's why it's so difficult uh, to say for definite. You know, I remember as a missionary when people would ask the question, how will I know (laughs) I've I've had an answer? Uh, Or when I would teach them about Moroni's promise and how the Holy Ghost will tell them that it is true, that getting to that point and saying what to look out for was difficult because it's different for it, for each individual. Some individuals it's similar, for others it's it's the same, and for others it's different. Um, but what we need to know is that the Holy Spirit is a still small voice. The voice of the Spirit is subtle. And one thing I mentioned toward the end of yesterday's episode is that We need to start to change our mindset. I mean, I I need to, and I'm sure many of you already think have recognized this, but it's something I learned recently or was taught, was thinking about, was that we have the gift of the Holy Ghost if we are baptized and confirmed members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And we often talk about how we need to try and listen for the voice of the Spirit. Uh, But often we should actually be feeling and, and experiencing this voice throughout our days and throughout our weeks if we're making the right choices and more so we should be able to recognize when we don't have that voice with us or that influence with us when perhaps we've made a choice that is not right we've um, reacted in anger with someone we have um, done something um, that we know we shouldn't have and and all these other things Um, surely we should be able to feel the loss of the spirit there more so than we do when we seek an answer and try to hear the voice of the spirit And if that's the case, then we can be assured that when we are seeking for answers, that we are able to to feel the prompting. And if that prompting is just an idea or a suggestion in our mind to do something, then that is the spirit. Um, And so learning to hear him is one of the best things we can be doing at this time. One of the most important things. 
and as we've been taught multiple times by uh, President Nelson, we will not be able to spiritually survive in today's world if we do not uh, seek to have the direction of the Spirit in our hearts and in our minds. Um, Elijah was able to experience this uh, in the still small voice, and it didn't come in the great tumultuous um, distractions and um, shakings that he that he experienced. The Lord was teaching that he has power. He has power to call down fire from heaven. He has power to part seas. But most often he will speak to his his children uh, through the whisperings and promptings that guide and suggest things to them so that they can make those choices rather than forcing them uh, to listen to him. And I think that's one of the big messages for me personally from this is that the Lord will often give us direction and promptings in subtle and and sincere and genuine ways rather than huge cataclysms and huge um, signs in the heavens and things like this because we then have no choice but to believe in most cases although of course we see the experience in uh, the book of mormon when the uh, the people of the, of the nephites saw the sign of christ's birth there was a night uh, with no no darkness and yet many of uh, a number of them passed it off as a trick or an illusion or a, or a act of the devil rather than um, the Lord himself. So um, I think this is an instructive experience. And then I want to conclude with focusing on verses um, 19 to 21. Elijah is um, told to anoint... Um, it, sorry. Uh, the Lord tells him that Elijah shall basically be his next uh, prophet once Elijah passes or moves on. So in verse 19... Um, we find Elisha, uh, and Elijah is uh, there with him, uh, and it says that Elisha was ploughing with twelve yoke of oxen before him, and he with the twelve, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. Now, of course, in this context, the, a mantle is basically a cloak. He casts his cloak over him. But we know um, from our discussions and understandings in the church that the mantle refers to the spiritual calling that an individual may have. And this mantle can apply to to any calling really or any responsibility it can apply to a ministering brother or sister the mantle of supporting and assisting that family or individual is is important as well um but what i love about this uh, is a couple of things here that about elisha first of all that the fact that he has 12 yoke of oxen suggests that he is a wealthy individual to have 12 um, a 12 yoke of oxen is quite significant at this time so he must have had great wealthy well worldly possessions or wealth uh, to some degree. Um, obviously, we're not talking like a, a king's uh, ransom of, of um, material possessions, but he has a significant amount. And yet, straight away, in verse 20, it says, and he left the oxen and ran after Elijah. The dedication, the desire to serve the Lord from Elisha here is instructive and powerful. And are we instant, are we, you know, not reluctant to leave things behind or move on from things we're working on? to follow and to serve the Lord in whatever way we're asked to uh, by the Lord or his chosen servants or or just a, a, a leader in our organisation who wants us to try and help them with something. Are we willing to, to run uh, to, to help? He then goes back um, and asks if he can say basically goodbye to his family. And in verse 21, I'm going to read this uh, from the... Um, from the new international version of the uh, of the bible because i think it makes a bit clearer what elisha actually does here and what and what an excellent example he is 
It says, So Elijah left him and went back. He took his yoke of oxen and slaughtered them. He burned the plowing equipment to cook the meat and gave it to the people, and they ate. Then he set out to follow Elijah and become his servant, and became his servant. This is powerful. This is wonderful because he goes back and this 12 yoke of oxen, this 12, these 12 oxen, which he could have maybe kept uh, at a stable or asked someone else to look after in case he wanted to come back. No, he slaughters them, he cooks it and he gives it to the people. So that is a brilliant charitable act to begin with. But notice what he, he cooks the oxen with. He breaks the plowing equipment and burns it to create the fire to cook the meat. So this isn't, this isn't Elisha saying, oh, I may, I may be back in a year or two or, or, or whatever. You know, fine, let's get rid of the oxen. We, will, we can get more oxen later on. But no, he even burns the plowing equipment. This is Elisha saying, I give up everything. I give all this up and I'm not returning back to this. I've been called by the Lord to do something. I will go and focus on that. I mean, this is great dedication. You know, he could have stored away that plowing equipment somewhere and perhaps one day come back to it, but he didn't. He removed it all from his life and he went and focused on the Lord, which, well, we'll learn more about Elisha next week. But I think that that is a great start for what we have to learn about Elisha and his focus and dedication to the Lord. Thank you so much for joining us this week. I hope you've enjoyed the study. Please do join us um, next week as we um, have our Monday episode to pause from our Come Follow Me studies to share anything that you've shared on the Facebook group or email or so on. Uh, And of course, uh, we'll begin our study of next week's materials on Tuesday. Thank you so much for your time. And until we meet again.